You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, a podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Sheriff Zacherly. And we're your hosts on this twisted little adventure. So how are you? You good? <laughs> I'm good. No real good. crazy adventures nope, in the last week. week. Well, yeah. I have two kids with strep throat, which actually I should say up front, my kids are feeling better and they are at the dining room table doing their homework. So if you hear like spontaneous laughter or, you know, chatter, that's my kids <laughs> finally feeling better after like three days. So, oh, no, sorry. they got the back to school crud, didn't they? They did. They did. Yeah. I'm not Big looking time. forward to that. Uh, and it hit them both because now they're both in high school. So it hit them yeah. at the same time. And oh. <laughs> okay, well, and yeah. they're out. <laughs> so now they're playing catch up and they're finally feeling better. I know. I'm not looking forward to that. My kids started last week and now it's like any day now I know it's going to happen. Yeah. And I have a lot of COVID tests on hand. So, you know, every time they start feeling cruddy, um, let's do a COVID test just to be yep. safe. Yep. And it wasn't that. It was actually strep throat. Yeah. That sucks. Strep throat hurts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ellie got it worse than Madeline. She couldn't oh. swallow. And, you know, it was there are a few things when you don't feel good that are just absolutely miserable. And I think a sore throat is one of the worst ones. Because yes. every time you swallow, it's just fire. Yeah. And, you know, there were times she was in tears because it just hurt so Aww. bad. Yeah. I just want to give her a hug. Yeah. She's feeling better now. And well, that was the other Good. thing because I'm trying not to be a horrible mom, but I don't want to get sick. So I'm like <laughs> hugging her with my head, like <laughs> pulled as far away from her as I possibly can. And I'm just like, they're there. They're there. I love you, but I don't want to get sick. So stay there. Exactly. <laughs> don't snuggle. <laughs> yeah. She kept trying to snuggle in. I'm like, why are you trying to share this with me? Stop it. Anyways, um, we're going to get to our episode in just a minute, but we have a very fun announcement for our listeners today. We're super excited about this one. I know. <laughs> you, you look wanna... all giddy. I wish I could see your face right now. You're like, Yee! <laughs> do you so, want to tell them what it is? I will. So okay. for the month of September and October, we're going to do horror movies. Yee! Make like Halloween weeks weeks yes it's spooky season and we are going to go full spooky for seven episodes yes i'm so excited i'm so excited like i've already scared myself <laughs> and just researching one of my episodes yeah i'm not watching the movie again you i love that i love that i'm gonna i'm gonna totally tattle on on you to our 
listeners, but you're like, what? which ones have I already watched and I can research <laughs> so I don't have to watch the movie again? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm a chicken. I love it. I love it. But you're yeah, going to creep like, yourself out just researching them, though, because you're going to be oh, like, oh, probably. that really happened? That's terrifying. Yeah. But I love going to haunted houses. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, have you seen there's a haunted house in Canada that there's they, they will never tell you what happens in this one particular moment. But there's a moment during the haunted house that they take a picture of people and their reactions like they post the pictures, the best ones. And it is <laughs> so funny. And nobody like you're not allowed to say what happens at that point. But the reactions that you see, it's you know, there's fight or flight mechanisms setting in and people try to crawl in other people's skin to get away. It's glorious. (laughs) When I go through haunted houses, I laugh because I'm like, I know it's fake, but yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. I think like the people that you go with make it either fun or boring. And the people who are really, truly scared and like try to get in your skin and like grabbing you, I start laughing at them. And like, (laughs) I like push them in front of people. Like, (laughs) no, you're going to save me. Never to go to a haunted house with you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like looking at the scary stuff doesn't bother me. It's with things like jump out at me. I don't, I don't like that. Don't jump out at me. Don't. Don't do that. Yeah. So there's this one in Michigan that I was in love with. I don't know if it's open now, but when I was in high school, my friends and I went and it was on a golf course. So you paid for your ticket. Then they got, you got on a hayride. You went and they took you back to the bonfire. You sat around the bonfire until they called your group. Then you walk through the woods on the golf course. And like, there was this one part, like at the end where you just kept like seeing people running back towards the fire. Oh. And I'm like, what are they doing to making people run that fast? Yeah. So when it was our turn, we're going through. And then the guy jumps out with a chainsaw and like turns it on and starts chasing you. And I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, and my friend is like what? falling and like trying to grab the <laughs> ground. I laughed so hard. But I was like, this is awesome. Like that made me jump. <laughs> Wonder what would happen if you just stood there and like didn't. Because he can't hurt you. He, right. Because it doesn't so have a blade just, on it. It's yeah, just so a noise. Yeah, you just stood there and are like, hey, right. how's it going? What are you yeah. doing? They're like, go. Go on. <laughs> just get out. Yeah. I have a few friends who actually act at some haunted houses. Uh, I have a friend that did that for a long time, too. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of want to do that. I want to oh, scare people. Oh, I would people. love that. Oh. <laughs> you could totally pull it off. Oh, my gosh. That would... Yeah. Like, I think we yeah. just unlocked a new dream job for me, working <laughs> at a haunted house. Just there you go. Just creeping people out. That, that's yeah. it. That's it. That's it right yeah. there. Perfect. <laughs> okay. But for today, we're not being scary. For today, we're going to yeah. do heartwarming. Yes. Very heartwarming. Uh, yes. We are doing the movie Sully, which starred Tom Hanks and tells the story of Captain Chelsea, Sel- Captain Chelsea Sully. Sullivan? Sullenberg? Sullenberg. How did I not write his last name down? (laughs) (laughs) And his co-pilot, Jeffrey Skiles, who on January 15th, 2009, were forced to make an emergency landing in the Hudson River. Uh, Have you you watched the movie? I watched the movie, yeah. What did you think of it? I, it like pulled at my heartstrings. Yes. Because... Knowing you're going down, that's mm-hmm. my worst fear. Yeah. 
like every time I get on a plane, like I'm like, please don't let it crash. Please don't let it fall out of the sky. Please don't let us make a horrible landing in like the ocean or something. But so like seeing it, it was like it made me tear up a little. Yeah. Yeah. Because those people like I'm so glad that they all lived. But like that would be so terrifying. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of plane crashes in movies and TV. You know, you've lost cast away like there's so many that involve plane crashes but this one you know usually it's just chaos that breaks out but this one seeing how the flight attendants and the the captain handle yeah what's actually happening and it was little subtle things like when he said brace for impact yeah. And what the flight attendants then kept chanting the um hold on I wrote it down because it was the brace brace brace, bra- brace heads down stay down when they yeah. started doing that that's when like I just had chills and I got yeah. teared up because hearing that you know you're going down and even when it shows the captains and the co-pilot um right before impact when they both kept one hand on they the, braced um, and then they and the, yeah. they put their hands up to brace themselves oh my gosh that's just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so scary yeah yeah because yeah. then you don't know you don't know if it's just gonna instantly sink you don't know if it's instantly gonna catch on fire like that's the you know it's coming yeah and you don't know what's gonna follow from there oh right oh <laughs> Right. Yeah, that was the heads down, stay down. Yeah. Like the whole time that I was flying to you to come to Florida and we got diverted because of the lightning storm and we like were trying to land each time. And I was like, and they're like, okay, we have to go to Tampa because we need to fill up on gas. And I'm like, I hope we can land. Do we have enough gas to get there? (laughs) Exactly. I was like, "Uh, I don't like this. This is not like a car running out of gas. We can't get out and push, my dude. Right. I don't know if you you were really little at the time, so I'm not sure if you ever heard the story of when I when I was 13 and I came down to visit you when you were like, what, two, two. (laughs) And um, I I was flying by myself for the first time. And on my way home, I had to fly through a hurricane. (gasps) Ew, no. Yeah, I was only 13 years old. I was flying by myself and um, it was a really rough flight. And I remember the lady next to me because there was a lot of turbulence and she was trying to put me at ease she was saying um i fly all the time this isn't anything to be worried about you know just keep calm it's going to be okay and then we had more turbulence and at one point we lost power (sighs) in the um the cabin there and then the emergency lights turned on and the oxygen masks fell but apparently it was like a faulty thing. It wasn't supposed to happen. So the flight attendants were running down the aisle. They're like, you don't need them. You don't need them. You don't need them. That, you know, it was an error wasn't supposed to. But I look over at the lady who had been trying to <laughs> Keep calm me calm. down. And she's now white knuckling a rosary. <laughs> <laughs> and praying. And I'm like, oh, I'm oh, going to die. We're here. We're at That's, this point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, that would scare the shit out of me. And I was 13. So the, yeah, my flight down to see you guys was my first flight ever. And that was my second time flying. <laughs> and you're like, and I'll never fly again. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I fly often. Yeah. 
but yeah, yeah. that's that's stayed with me for a long time. Whew. Anyways, we're going to talk about a flight that was scary, but ended well. <laughs> right. Um, in the movie, all 155 lives aboard that flight were th- were saved thanks to Sully's talent and a- expertise. Afterwards, he was plagued by it shows him being plagued by self-doubt on if he made the right decision. And then he had to justify his actions before the FAA. Well, today we're going to talk about how much of that is truth and how much was fictionalized for film. Dramatized, yeah. Yeah. First up, uh, we're going to talk about Sully's years of experience. I felt that the film really glossed over that with just a couple fl- uh, shots of him flying when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, the truth can best be summed up by a quote from Sully himself, who said, For 42 years, I've been making small, regular deposits in the bank of experience, education, and training. On January 15th, the balance was sufficient so I can make a very large withdrawal. Wow. I love that. I love that. Yeah. What a great way to put that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he learned to fly at 16 in an Aaron. Um, I'm sorry if I mutilate how to say this. I'm not very up on different kinds of planes, but it's a Aeronic 7DC, as I believe how it's pronounced. He entered the Air Force Academy in 1969 and went on to be ranked as the top flyer in his graduating class. Oh, wow. He served as a fighter pilot in the Air Force from 1975 to 1969. After that, he went on to work as a pilot from US, for U.S. Airways from 1980 to 2010. So basically, if you could pick like your ideal pilot. For the situation, it's, yeah. It's him. He's it's the him. one you want. Yeah, yeah it's, that's the one. He, he's put in the time and he has the expertise. Yeah. Um, on Thursday, January 15th, 2009, he boarded flight 1549 along with his co-pilot Skiles. As shown in the film, Canadian geese really did take out both of the engines. They were at the low altitude of 2,818 feet um, on the 66-ton Airbus when they flew through this flock of geese. This was only 100 seconds into their flight. So Holy two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, the takeoff and landing is the worst. Yeah. That's that's where the accidents happen. Yep. I feel mm-hmm. like less than two minutes in. Like you haven't even got your, your Kindle out to start reading yet. You're... Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whew. Passengers could hear a deafening boom as the birds were sucked into the engines, which immediately erupted in flames. All of this, like putting yourself in that that moment to look out and be like, oh, our plane's on fire. fire? That's (laughs) Um, after the strike, they had zero thrust and experienced what had to be the eeriest silence ever, because, you know, when you're in the plane, you hear the constant hum of the engines yeah. to be up there and just all of a sudden it's Nothing. silent. Besides <laughs> the fire. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, um, uh, 
what's why is it so quiet? That's yeah. not good. Um, from liftoff at the Guardia Airport to landing in the Hudson, which the plane was bound for Charlotte, North Carolina, that whole endeavor only took five minutes and 20 seconds. That's nuts. Yeah. In less than, like, you, you take off. These people are heading to North Carolina. They think their their vacations or whatever about to start. And then in less than five minutes, they're they're really questioning if they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. So there is video of this historic landing. I didn't Coast, know that there was a video. Yeah. it's And we'll post it in our social media because it's amazing. Like, yeah, I want to see this. There's like a p- quiet, peaceful river and then all of a sudden there's a full-size plane in it um (laughs) yeah it's not supposed to be there um it was a hard landing as one would expect when a plane hits water right and you can only imagine like a car hitting water plane hitting water is probably a hundred times worse yeah i mean think about it like cliff divers when they dive if they hit the water wrong they can they can break bones they can right so if that's just somebody falling down, imagine a plane. Yeah, right. It's that's going to be jarring, to say the least. Uh, Sully had this to say about the landing: "It was a hard landing, and then we scooted along the surface. At some point, the nose finally came down, and the speed decreased. We turned slightly to the left, and then everything stopped. That's." <laughs> And you know what? Once the plane finally came to a stop, I think every person on that plane had a moment where they had to evaluate, am, am, I, am I alive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, are we, we okay? Beetlejuice in this right now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are we alive? Are we dead? What's happening? I Hi. Don't... Is there going to be a door that I need to open up somewhere? <laughs> do I have to draw it on there? Yeah. Knock three times? <laughs> what do we have to do here? Beetlejuice, you know my caseworker. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's going to be my immediate go-to in those moments. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. It yeah. didn't work. Dang, damn it. <laughs> oh my gosh, this totally has nothing to do with anything. I saw a thing recently where somebody said Pete Davidson looks like Beetlejuice <laughs> when he was alive, and I I can't unsee it now. I can't unsee it. <laughs> I can't unsee it at all. Holy crap, he does. Yeah. Um, so much like it shows in the movie, Sully and his co-pilot didn't have time to go through their entire crash landing checklist. I, yeah. I have to think in moments of crashes, you probably don't get to go through the entire list. It's a, No, a, no. It's an emergency situation. Right. Well, I mean, in the movie, he touches on that. Yes. That... I mean, think it was the co-pilot that was like, he went from like, that was number 15 on the list of what yeah. he needed to do. And he knew to touch that one right then. Yeah. Like he didn't go through all the fluff. <laughs> um, the ditch button, which seals the plane for water, was unfortunately never pressed, which, yeah, I, we're going to trust Sully. He got us right. out, but... Right. Seems that would have been a nice thing to press. <laughs> Maybe a little, but everybody got out safe. Yeah, so we're not going to second guess any of his decisions. Right. Um, 
partner that the ditch button wasn't pressed with the fact that the there was a breach in the tail on impact and the plane immediately began taking on water which would be so freaking scary yeah um and that's my other worst fear is water yeah like combine both my fears <laughs> heights <laughs> and water you're falling from heights today. into water this <laughs> yeah. is yeah this is a nightmare like um, i am terrified of water slides yeah horribly you come off some of them yeah, yeah. if it's yeah. steep enough your back leaves the water slide yeah Mm-mm. no no then you're just plummeting towards the earth mm-hmm. um once the the plane began taking on water the passengers had 24 minutes before the cabin and the wings were fully submerged so they had you know less than that to get everybody off the plane and yeah. onto the rafts uh between the crash the flooding and the frigid waters these people believed they were going to die and yeah m- many of them called their loved ones saying what they thought was going to be their final goodbye that's just so scary. Yeah. I mean, they made a comment about it in the movie. Um, it was something about, I can't even remember now, 9-11 and another plane crash. And, oh. But I can't remember exactly what was said, but it was like, how scared were those people thinking that that was happening again yeah yep i i will be very honest when i first heard about the the plane landing in the hudson that was my first thought was was it a failed terrorist attack again yeah no it was sully doing doing the damn thing (laughs) right (laughs) um i am gonna say i would take a brief pause here the casting for this was so well done uh i found in my research some side-by-side comparisons of the actual people with the people that played them and it's so beautifully done that i definitely want to show that to our listeners because it's very cool yeah definitely need to post them to social media um okay so moving on the film shows sully refusing to exit the plane until he was certain everybody was off and that is a hundred percent true after ushering all of the passengers off the plane and onto the raft he walked the plane twice from nose to tail before getting on the raft wow he then used his pocket knife to cut the rafts free so they weren't dragged down with the plane that's This is the guy you want with you in right. any kind of emergency situation. Right. The person he that just, stays calm enough that he's not freaking out and knows what to do. Yeah. Yes. We we tease um, our oldest daughter all the time about she's the worst person to have around in an emergency because she gets freaked out about things so quickly. And the other day, um, her dad is taking her to school. And a big old cicada flew into the car and was like fluttering against her window, trying to get out. 
I can she, see her. <laughs> she's like screaming, what is that? What is that? <laughs> her dad was like, open the door, let it out. So instead of just opening the door, the car wasn't moving yet. She put one hand on the doorknob and then kicked the door open as hard as she could. Well, she kicked it open so forcefully that it bounced back shut. <laughs> so the bug like flew at her face for a second before I'm going back to the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can so see her doing this too. So this, my child has a lot of talents. Emergency situations are not one of them. No. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. It's a good thing that he he keeps calm in those situations. Yeah. The survivors were rescued by New York City ferry boats, as it showed in the movie. The first boat that showed up was the Thomas Jefferson, which is a commuter ferry. Okay. Um, fun little side note. The Thomas Jefferson is captained by Vincent Lombardi, who played himself in the film. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's the actual ferry boat captain that's in there. Wow. Uh, it took the Thomas Jefferson four minutes to reach the floating plane. The problem is the ferry is seven feet above water level. Yeah. So it was not easy to get the passengers aboard. It wasn't like, you know, there's a ramp that they could just climb. Up. Yeah, no. They had to use... Uh, nets and rope ladders to help each person up one yeah. by one. More ferries and a Coast Guard vessel arrived to help them out. But true to his eight nature, even in this instance, Sully was the very last one off the raft and onto the ferry. Holy crap. He would not go until everybody else was up. Yeah. He's captain you know, going down with the ship. Exactly. That's what I was about to say is the captain goes down with the ship and he, mm -hmm. he was going to make sure everybody else was off before he was. Yeah. Uh, the movie did portray the numbers accurately. There were 155 lives on that plane, 150 passengers and five crew members. Every single one of them survived. Right. One thing that was only kind of touched upon in the movie, um, except for the flight attendant, Doreen Welsh, who had a deep L-shaped laceration on her leg, mm -hmm. uh, was the injuries that some suffered. They ranged from just bruises to a cracked sternum. Ooh. Yeah. I And I, maybe hitting the seat in front of you. I'm not really sure. Like, um, impact. I'm not really sure. Yeah, something or not bracing properly but that you're hitting the water hard and yeah. like that whiplash motion like that was probably a it yeah was probably like whiplash and yeah oh, oh can you like imagine? i'm surprised there's no like actual like neck injuries and like yeah everything can there probably imagine? was yeah well and we're gonna get to a couple more of them here in a second but having a cracked sternum and yeah. climbing out onto the raft and then having to climb up into the ferry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That would be but so But, I mean, that's where you will show your resilience that I'm going to fucking live. Yeah. I'm going to fight. <laughs> I'm going to fight. This uh -huh. hurts like hell. And as soon as I get on that ferry, I'm going to pass out. But right. in the meantime, 
we're going right. to power through. But yeah. that's where and- you're also your adrenaline gets pumping yes. and you're on the go and then you do crash. Yeah. Um, and shock sets in a little bit too. Yeah. No. Like, what the fuck did I just live through? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of them dealt with shock after the fact. Yeah. Um, the most common injury, and this is not to be, it's to be expected, honestly, is hypothermia. Oh, yeah. This is New York City in the water in January. In yeah. It's yeah. cold. <laughs> and they're not... Like polar bear club members, <laughs> they're no. not diving in the water. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and even if they are polar bear members, like you have to prep yourself for that, right? Uh, the movie also shows the seasoned pilot Sully being racked with guilt over well whether he did the right thing or not. You know, even in yeah. the, the beginning, he has that nightmare about the plane crashing into a building, right? Um the guilt part wasn't actually the case. Okay. Sully never second guessed his decision. I mean, how, how could you, when you saved 155 people's lives? Right. Like, yeah. Um, but he did suffer PTSD afterwards. For weeks after the fact, he suffered from insomnia and flashbacks he described it as the worst sickening pit of your stomach feeling like the floor was dropping out from beneath him feeling he had ever experienced and yeah it lingered (laughs) i I don't i'm sure a lot of the people after the fact probably had flashbacks and ptsd oh yeah i don't doubt it at all yeah i would (laughs) yeah i wasn't even there in that that moment of brace 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 head down stay down (laughs) yeah Yeah. that haunts me uh the incident was reviewed by the faa as the film suggests but it was it what it didn't really go quite the way it was shown they did ask questions like when was your last drink how are things at home uh, those weren't meant to be a personal attack as it kind of came across in the movie. In reality, those are commonplace questions that are asked in any kind of flight situation. It, right. These are just. Well, I can definitely understand the drinking. When was yeah. your last drink? Because <laughs> were you drunk and that's why like this happened in the first place? Did you do something wrong while in the air that caused the engines to go down? Yeah. How are things at home? Was your head not in the game? Right. You know, if you're, you've got a lot of people's lives in your hands. Right. You're going to be questioned. It's like doctors when something goes wrong with a patient. You, they are questioned for every little thing. With great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's not just true for Spider-Man. No. I'll throw in Marvel Tom references Holland. whenever I can. He's so cute. He's just a little peanut. I know. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He was like my favorite of all of them. Yeah. And him and Zendaya are just the cutest thing ever. Adorable. I want them to I want them to be happy and live happily mm-hmm. ever after. And not fall into the fight the Spider-Man curse, because 
Toby and Kirsten dated and Andrew and oh my gosh, what is her name? Emma Stone. Yes, they dated and they all broke up. I didn't so. know that. You didn't know they dated? No. <laughs> they did. They were very okay. cute. <laughs> it was a weird sidetrack note there. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Only the two of us can be talking about a movie about a plane crash and then weave in Spider-Man. <laughs> hey, it's in New York City. Although Spider-Man absolutely could have saved that play. <laughs> <laughs> Just fall on a web. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Uh-huh. Maybe he did help and we just Maybe. don't know. And he let Sully take the credit for it. There we go. <laughs> Way to go, Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway, um, Clint Eastwood directed this movie and he's kind of known for his tortured heroes. So honestly, I think making the questions come across as more of a personal attack was more of like the Clint Eastwood trademark. Yeah. Making him seem more the tortured hero. So I think that might have been why he spun it that way. Um, one thing not really shown in the movie is the effect the media coverage had on Sully's marriage with his wife, Lorraine. Uh, after this happened, they were being hurried all over the country for various interviews. And honestly, it did not take long for that to take its toll. Yeah. Lorraine once said to Oprah in an interview, this is going to kill us. I mean, literally kill us. We can't do it all. I don't care who it is or what it is. We need to manage it better. Wow. Yeah. Thankfully, they're still married, so they must have figured it out. But Yeah. Or maybe the see Yeah. That taking a toll. Because you have your, she has a life. He has a life. They had kids. They have yeah. lives. Like, I don't know how old his kids were at that time, but I if think they, they were, were like 14 and 16, say if they're high school age, they have like extracurricular activities. activities and school and everything. And like having your life, you're just kind of a normal person and having your life just thrown out there. Like, that's yeah. a lot to handle. It really is. And being dragged yeah. all over the place and and, that, and I, I think another part of it is it was, yes, it was a heroic moment, but that was also scary as all hell, like we said. Right. And having to go in all these interviews and talk about it and relive it over and over and over again, right. it's, that's got to be hard, you know, yeah. the scariest moments of your life. And so that probably made his PTSD worse, honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. it's keep bringing it up like yes you need to bring it up and you need to work through it but that's different from the media yeah rehashing it for yeah the media over and over again well thankfully they are they're still married so and you know another thing could be that the press just died down because the story was told and there wasn't you know right. anything afterwards so maybe it just died down to where they finally were like okay now we can go back to life as usual. Yeah. Uh, the simulations that the FAA did, um, you know, where they, they had the bird strike and then tried to turn back to the airport, uh, they revealed exactly what showed in the movie. Sure, the plane could have made it back to 
you know, either of the, the close by airports, but only if you took out the human variable. Right. Which basically means no time to question, no time to go through checklists, no time to second guess, basically bird strike and then immediately turn around. Right. It's not realistic. It, no. Because human, what if they, they panicked in that situation? They weren't as calm. Yeah. Like, you're taking out the human reaction. Exactly. And that really did happen. Time. Yeah. Like, they really did, like, make the those simulations and everything. Immediately, bird strike, turn around. That's how they did oh. the simulations. And uh, that's just not realistic. And I think everybody yeah. realized that is you're you have to have a minute to think to collect yourself to, yeah. to decide what the best course of action is right when the faa added only 30 seconds for the pilot and co-pilot to evaluate and react it made a successful landing at either of the airports impossible yeah 30 seconds that's it and i i mean <laughs> If I have 155 lives depending on me in that moment, I'm probably going to need more than 30 seconds to decide what I'm going to do. Right. <laughs> like, if they're supposed to go through that checklist of, okay, flip all these switches, do all this stuff, that's more than 30 seconds. Yeah. And that's the requirement that they're supposed to do is that checklist. <laughs> yeah so you have put these rules in place but yet you're not wanting to follow them yeah you're just turning immediately around right um yeah had they had they tried have they gone through the checklist evaluated and tried to turn back or to the other airport they wouldn't have made it right they would have crash landed somewhere into a building or something where right I mean, he looked for the, the closest location he could use as a runway. And that was, yeah. you're, you're in New York City. You got, you got right. the Hudson. There you go. That's, yep. that's what you got. The investigation into the incident took a total of 15 months. That's a long wow. time to have that yeah. drag on. Like in the movie, it seems like it was a matter of days and it was like resolved. months, at least a month. Yeah. yeah. 15, over a year. Wow. At that time, it was determined that Captain Sully and co-pilot Skiles absolutely made the right decision. Good. I'm glad yeah. that they were validated. I'm sure in their minds, they were like, fucking duh. We kept right. everybody alive. Duh. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I hope he flipped him off on the way. Sully wouldn't right. flip anybody off, though. No. Sully's, no. He's a cool and collected dude. He'd give you, he'd give you the stern dad look that would like crush your soul. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in you. Or if he yells, it'll be like when Tom Hanks yelled at the reporter about his wife. Yes. And, <laughs> and then you're, you're like terrified. Like, <laughs> I broke Tom Hanks. I broke Tom Hanks. <laughs> okay. So I mentioned earlier about how hard water landings are to yeah. accomplish. So let me put this into perspective for you, okay? On how 
spot on you have to get this. If the nose of the plane is angled too high, the impact would cause the plane to snap into. I was going to say it had to break. Yeah. Somewhere. If it's too low, the plane would crumble from the force of the collision. <sighs> too high, it's snapping in half. Too low, the whole thing's going to crumble. Yeah. So basically what Sully and Skiles accomplished was threading a needle. He had yeah. to do it exactly perfect. He have that nose in the exact right place when they came down. Yes. <laughs> Those men are amazing. That's yeah, just that's amazing. nothing short of incredible. Um, so lots of wonderful things that happened in this. However, there is one kind of controversial thing that happened afterwards that I did not know about beforehand. And um, it had animal rights activists up in arms over this for good reason. And this, oh, Sully no. is not to blame. Sully is not to blame for this. Um, did they use real birds in the movie? No, 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 no. no oh, okay. No. In June and July that same year, the Department of Agriculture captured and gassed 1,235 geese to prevent this from happening again and coated 1,739 eggs with an oil to prevent them from hatching. Ugh. I did not know that. That's yeah, terrible. I didn't either. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with salt with Sully. The Department of no. Agriculture made the decision to do that. But right. I, I don't. I don't. I don't feel good about that. I don't feel good no. knowing that. No. No. That's. That's horrible. It is. It is. <laughs> like well, I don't even of, know what to say to that besides no, no, no. It's kind of like um, after Jaws came out. When people just started hunting sharks the for sharks. sport. Yeah. And they almost like rendered them extinct because they were hunting them so mercilessly. Yeah. It's their world too. As I was researching this, and I mentioned Castaway earlier. My <laughs> Did my Tom Hanks play in Castaway did. too? And that is my question to you. Like <laughs> after Sully and Castaway, do you think Tom Hanks has is like slightly apprehensive about getting on planes now? <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> He's like, is there any other way I can get there? Any way at all. Right. I'll take a boat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, did he play on Titanic too? <laughs> he wasn't in Titanic, but he was in that other one where the, um, oh my gosh, the pirates take over the, the boat where they say, I am the captain oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, Look yeah. Look at me. Look I can't remember me. the name of the that. Now. I can't either. But he was in that one and that was in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Trains. He's, he's going to be. <laughs> no, he was in uh, Polar Express. Oh, man. <laughs> that one but that was a good too. train. There was like, there was, that was a good train in that train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie. It was it Polar Express. Always, yeah. Okay. It always chokes me up at the end. It's a good movie. I have resentment. Um, towards SeaWorld involving the movie Polar Express. I know, that's what? a weird sentence. But, yeah. 
Um, they had a Polar Express exhibit through one of their aquariums. So like as you walk through, uh, there's like Christmassy things along the way and see Santa at the end. And, uh, you know, you're seeing beluga whales and all this as you're having this stuff around. And they pumped the smell of hot chocolate <laughs> through the entire experience. But... <laughs> Sandra, there was no hot chocolate available anywhere. <laughs> you were mad at them for not making I, hot chocolate available. I'm not going to lie. I'm still pissed about it. Like, don't <laughs> tempt me with hot chocolate and then not have it available. It didn't need to be right. free. I will buy it. But right. like, don't tease me with the smell of hot chocolate. Right. Like, Disney yeah. did it well. They, <laughs> when we went down for the Christmas thing and yes. then they it smelled like hot chocolate and marshmallows and it was fantastic and then we went and got cookies and hot chocolate it was it was included too wasn't it they were just like come yes. inside have cookies yeah. and hot chocolate yep yes I will here yeah. I come and then I was like taking pictures of my ring <laughs> yes that was the night she got engaged it was so cute yes and I was charged with taking pictures and <laughs> The kids wanted take to this <laughs> yes and, and when i said take this we were referring to her daughter <laughs> and throwing her to uncle jay <laughs> who i was holding at the time and i had to take pictures so i like threw her to my husband take all this. i heard was in one ear take this and then i heard don't be mad at me in the other ear and i was like what yeah <laughs> what's happening right now yeah that was a very cute moment. It was right it after was. Elsa turned the castle to ice, wasn't it? So yes. it's all like lit up white and so pretty. Yeah. And then the hot chocolate happened. So SeaWorld needs to get their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> to summarize, <laughs> Disney rocks. SeaWorld, get your shit together. Yeah offer me or made me smell it and then not offer it to me that's cruel right. that's cruel yeah. and unusual so you know what now because tonight is supposed to be a little bit cooler you're gonna make me cozy on up with sleepy hollow and <gasps> either a hot chocolate or an apple cider oh i think that needs to happen yeah yeah with a little bit of butterscotch in it mm -hmm. or caramel i don't like butterscotch that much okay well and i think i think we had that same conversation that night <laughs> i think so <laughs> I like butterscotch. <laughs> Fine, you can have caramel. Stop yeah. being difficult. But see, I don't like caramel that much either, but I know what I'm going to do with you. What I am know. I going to do with you? Well, that is Sully, and that means we are heading into spooky season now. Yes. And I am all kinds of pumped. E <laughs> I'm so excited. You guys are going to be thrilled. <laughs> I'm going to be in my glory. Uh-huh. Like, Sweet. I'm just so excited. Like, I'm going full on decorating here now for Halloween yes. instead of waiting until October 1st. Yeah. I, uh, I'm just embracing it. for um, uh, the bestie. Becca has the rest of my decorations from uh, OUAP that she still has to mail to me. Yeah, I got to get to Becca's because she has a few of my decorations that you guys borrowed from Once Upon a Book that I haven't gotten back yet. <laughs> yeah, so I'm waiting to get those from her so that I can decorate for Halloween. And yeah. I think I will be sending her a message today 
mail my stuff. I want to decorate mail my stuff. So which reminds tease? me, I need to mail out your birthday present because hey, Stacey's how- birthday is coming soon. Do we have an episode that's going to be right around my birthday? I don't know. Are we? Let's see. Yes, the day before your birthday. Yep. We have an episode. On the 12th. So yep. not. So that will be the Amity Horror episode. Oh, yes. The next one will be right at my birthday. Uh-huh. Fun. Oh, you just gave away your topic, too. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that kicks off our spooky season yeah. is your birthday week. I'm going to watch it to, uh, to prep for it. I'll watch it with the <laughs> you kids. You have to watch the, the good one. The Ryan Reynolds one. That was the one where Ryan Reynolds, like everyone saw him as goofy before that. And then he like yeah. got all jacked up for that one. And we were like, yeah, what just happened here? I love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I think everybody yeah. does. Everybody does. That's that's his charm. Like the first time I think I saw him in a movie was Waiting. Mm-hmm. The culinary movie. He was <laughs> in a sitcom before that that was really cute. It was like two guys and a girl, I think. They were all roommates. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. It was, it was cute. It didn't last yeah. very long, but it was cute. But with waiting, how horrible and raunchy that movie is, like yeah. my chef instructor made us watch it and then made us write <laughs> a paper on it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, why do you think that people portray this as the restaurant industry? That people are going to spit on their foods and all of this kind of stuff. And I was like. <laughs> Okay, let me ask you like, this. You made me watch this. Have you ever seen anybody intentionally do something to someone's food? Do I have to answer that? <laughs> I think your silence speaks volumes. Okay. <laughs> I will say it wasn't as bad as what that was, but overcooking some stuff. Okay. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. All right. I'm not surprised. I mean, honestly, if somebody's going to be an, a giant asshole, like, just be nice to the people that are touching your food, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or or let's just summarize it even smaller than that. Just be nice. Just be nice. Yeah. yeah. Because then you can have Sully land your plane and keep you alive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't be a Karen after something like that happens. No. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> you're staying on the plane. You can't get off. <laughs> You're yeah. going to be a Karen like that. <laughs> yeah, you can stay there. Very good. Uh, well, this was a good one. This was a good one. And I'm very excited about uh, kicking off spooky season. Yes. All right. So until next time. Bye. Bye.